Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MoPod, brought to you by MoDate, where we discuss all things modern orthodoxy from dating to the Upper West Side and everything in between. I'm your host, Evan Harris, and we have a great guest for you today. Let's get to it. Today, I'm sitting down with the AVP of sales at Kemper, Dallas, Texas resident, Illinois Wesleyan graduate and superfan, Bob Coleman. How are you, Bob? Evan, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. So a lot of our listeners probably know who you are, and a lot of our listeners probably have no idea. So I just want you to talk about your background and kind of explain more how you ended up here today. Yeah, I, I think uh, most of the connection here, the reason we're talking is around kind of Division Three basketball. So I'll kind of introduce myself along, along that front. But I'm a 1993 graduate of Illinois Wesleyan, a, uh, a school that has uh, a really rich men's basketball tradition. And when I was in school, I, I really kind of got to be a huge fan of, of the Titans. I did some radio broadcasting on the student station for the Titans. And, and really, once I graduated, I just continued being a, a huge fan. And uh, for a period of six or seven years, I was the color commentator for Illinois Wesleyan men's basketball on the local commercial station, WJBC. Um, I eventually moved out of Bloomington, Illinois, um, to a couple different places with my wife, Columbia, Missouri, Lincoln, Nebraska. Now we're in Dallas, Texas. But through that period, I've really I found ways to remain a just a really loyal and huge Illinois Wesleyan Titans fan. And uh, a lot of that has spilled into Twitter. You know, that's been a lot of fun to get involved in Twitter in the last several years. And um, just really a huge fan of division three basketball. I think it's, I think it's the best brand of basketball. When I watch division one basketball, I, I say that's, that's not as good in terms of the, the, the basketball played as division three. And so I'm also just a huge advocate for Division Three, and uh, I guess that's a starting point for you, Evan. Got it. So we're going to dive into that because I think that's a pretty hot take that Division Three basketball is the best brand. But just more on how I discovered Bob and how a lot of our listeners have is that even though I did not attend Yeshiva University, most of our listeners and most of our community knows that they had a great season, even though it came to an abrupt end of the tournament. They were getting national coverage. ESPN was following YU, and it was just a huge success for Jewish basketball. And I have Twitter, even though I don't promote Modate on Twitter or anything like that. I'm not a big tweeter. We actually, the Mopod and Modate is featured more on Instagram. We have an Instagram account, but not a Twitter account. But I have Twitter, and I follow Bob on Twitter because he always is tweeting about D3 hoops and yeshiva basketball. And he really became the go-to source for yeshiva university basketball in a way. And so it's been a, a journey with this team and just really wild to see what happened because as you know, yeshiva was not really on the scene at all before a few years ago. And this team at the beginning of the year, this year was ranked number one. I mean, I don't really know what goes into those rankings. I don't think it's as, scientific i guess as many people think but still i i just it's great to have you on and it's great to hear more about how the twitter account started and just your journey to discovering why you basketball yeah it's uh th this whole yeshiva experience the last couple of years has been pretty amazing you know the i honestly i had never heard of yeshiva university probably four years ago and uh, they started to get on the scene um, from a men's basketball standpoint, you know, what, three, four years ago. 
And the, the journey from there till now has been pretty incredible. And so uh, looking forward to digging into any parts of that, that that you want to. Sure. Yeah. So I'm just wondering what got you hooked on Yeshiva basketball? Obviously, it's because they got a lot better. But really, what got you hooked on specifically Yeshiva? Because I'm sure there are a lot of powerhouses in D3 that you could have been following closely. But Yeshiva really took your eye, it seems like, this past year or two. Yeah. They're, they're, how do you say it? Like, I follow all of the top programs. And I watch, I mean, I've watched hundreds of games this year of of all the, the teams that are kind of in the mix at this point here, you know, as, as we talk during the Sweet 16 round. Um, I, I've probably watched... I don't know, 150 teams play, something like that. The thing with Yeshiva is just, it's the story behind it. It's the, it's the fans probably more than anything. It's how intense the fans are. It's the story of the players playing for more than just themselves in basketball, playing for a faith, playing for Judaism and the inspiration that they've become to, you know, Jewish people around the world. Uh, It's the Ryan Terrell story you know, having such a superstar. So there's, there's just a lot of elements to it, Evan, that have been pretty fascinating. You know, I can't think of anything quite like it in the last several years. And uh, it's, it's really been a blast. Yeah. So I was actually in Florida in December and I, I live in New York on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, but I was in Florida in December and we were a bunch of guys gathered around the TV streaming the Illinois Wesleyan Yeshiva basketball game as someone I didn't. So I, I mentioned, I didn't even go to Yeshiva university. I didn't go to YU. I, but I still obviously have a lot of friends that went there and a huge connection to the school. So I'm wondering how you, what part did you play in facilitating that game? And did you know that Illinois Wesleyan was going to win that game? Were you, were you pretty confident in that? Um, the, the part I played in, in, in helping, set it up, I guess, was was really pretty simple. I just kind of encouraged both parties to talk to each other. Uh, Coach Steinmetz and I had developed a relationship um, on Twitter, really. We, we started kind of DMing behind the scenes about various topics. And I think there was a point where I said, you know, I, I'd love to get Illinois Wesleyan to, to, to your place. And he said, we'd love that. You know, we're having trouble getting some of the top programs to play us. And I contacted our head coach, Ron Rose. And I said, you know, Ron, I, I don't know what we have going on in December, 2021, because the Titans always take a holiday trip every year. It's usually California, Florida, Texas, somewhere like that. And uh, I said, Yeshiva would really like to play us. And I think it would be one of the cooler things we could do, like based on the story that's playing out. And he, uh, he was committed to a tournament out in California. I think it was UC Santa Cruz. And somehow that kind of fell through or they got out of it. One of the two, I'm not sure what happened, but a few weeks later, I get a text from coach Rose. that says, we're going to Yeshiva. <laughs> so uh, pretty amazing. Your second question was, did I know Illinois Wesleyan would win? I, I, I certainly didn't know it. I, I, I thought that I thought they were the better team. You know, I, I thought that they were a, the better team with better players and B, I thought they were uniquely a challenge for Yeshiva because how big and physical they are. And Yeshiva does not see that in their, in their league. And uh, I thought that maybe most importantly, I thought the Titans were the more battle tested, you know, the, the, yeah. the Titans played ranked teams about every other game or so. And, you know, they opened the season playing Oshkosh currently ranked what number two, I think two or three. 
they've played Wheaton, they've played Elmhurst, they've played Wash U, they've played uh, just all of these teams. And then so like playing a ranked team like that is just is just what happens um, for the Titans. So all those things added up, Evan. I felt like going into that, that that they had a great chance of winning, but yet it's at Yeshiva's place and that place is is crazy and it's a very hostile environment. So uh thought they had a great chance. Gotcha. So just speaking on your trip to New York that you made as well with, with the team and what did you learn from coming to New York and meeting all the players and just experiencing the environment of, I guess, Washington Heights. I'm sure that was probably your first time in that area of Manhattan. And so just want to learn more about what you learned about meeting the guys and just the team and the place as a whole. It was incredible. I mean, um, I can't think of a more memorable experience that I've had in following division three basketball now for, I guess, 32 years or so, you know, since I was a freshman in college, uh, it, it was incredible. I'd been to Manhattan several times, you know, doing the normal touristy Manhattan yeah. stuff had never been to Washington Heights. Certainly had never been to Yeshiva university. And, uh, as part of that trip, you know, connected with Coach Steinmetz, who who um, invited me to come to Yeshiva's practice the day before the game. So, you know, I guess that was on the 29th, which I thought was amazing. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a huge supporter of Illinois Wesleyan, and he's inviting this Illinois Wesleyan fan into his practice, which was incredible. Um, I got to meet all of the Yeshiva mm-hmm. coaches and players. Um, by the time I got there, I had probably developed about a two-year relationship with, with Gabe Leifer, kind of a Twitter-based, direct messages, talking about basketball. And uh, I was looking forward coming into it to meeting him after two years of kind of talking behind the scenes on DMs and texts and getting to meet Ryan Terrell, um, getting to meet Ofet Grief, um, spending time with, with some of those guys and just watching how they practice and go about their business. Um, the whole trip was amazing. But the the hospitality and then the yeshiva fans, you know, as the day of the game, I, I rode over to the uh, to the gym on the bus with the Titans and uh, got off the bus. And I mean, people knew who I was. <laughs> you, I, you can't make this stuff up. I'm getting off the bus and there's a line of 400 people and a bunch of them are like, there's you know, there's Bob. And I had to look around for a second to be like, which who are we talking about? And so the just the fans and their the interaction to the lead up to that thing was incredible and I'll never forget it. And it's probably the most memorable experience I've had following division three. Yeah. That's awesome to hear. So I'm sure it was a tremendous experience. I, I, I was away, like I said, but I feel like that would be a great game to have gone to, even though obviously Yeshiva lost by a nice margin and it wasn't close for a vast majority of the game, but it's definitely an awesome experience to hear about. And I saw the line, outside the Max Stern Athletic Center was super long and people were just very passionate. I mean, people are still passionate. The season's over, but it was just awesome that you really created this environment and became a superstar in the Yeshiva world. I, and you mentioned that your Twitter is where you do most of your posting about D3 hoops and talking about D3 hoops. So I just want to talk more about how you got involved in the Twitter world, why you chose Twitter. and what has really come out of that? I know that obviously you've made a lot of connections through Twitter. So just want to touch more on your role in the Twitterverse. Yeah, there's really no grand plan going into it. I probably signed up for Twitter and I don't know, 2013 or 14. And 
you know, I, I tweeted about the Titans, you know, I tweeted scores and, and I would live tweet during the games and I would share recruiting information. And, um, you know, it's like anything else just kind of like built up a little bit, you know, more people would follow me every, every year. And, you know, it went from 50 followers to a hundred to whatever, and just kept kind of growing. And I felt like as long as there was more engagement and interaction that, you know, I was kind of onto something that, that I was putting some things out there that people thought were interesting or funny or, you know, one of the two. And uh, I think Twitter, I, I think Twitter kind of gets a bad rap because there's so much in Twitter that's, that's terrible. You know, political stuff. I think all the COVID stuff has been awful, how polarizing, but I, I said this at halftime of the Yeshiva Illinois Wesleyan game when Max Live had me on is, I feel like we've proven in the division three Twitter community that Twitter can be just fine. It can be great. You know, you've got this community of people that talk about division three basketball and do it respectfully. We've built friendships through that. And we've proven that it's not Twitter. That's bad. It's some of the tweeters that are bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I just feel like there's, there's a community that's grown um, I mean, I have really good friends. I mean, some guys I haven't even actually met in person, like Matt Snyder and Ryan Whitnable and some people. I'll meet them very soon next weekend. But I've developed really good friends uh, on Twitter. And uh, I just have a lot of respect for the Division Three Twitter community. I think it's positive. I think it's good. And I think it's a great reflection on Division Three basketball. Yeah, I mean, I think that's true of all of social media, what you touched upon that it could be harmful and you could find harmful things, but it's really how you use it. And it obviously could be used for good as well. It's funny. So I'm sure you're aware that sports gambling has become legalized in New York as of late in the last uh, couple months. And so obviously though, division three hoops, and you actually are not allowed to bet on college basketball teams in general from New York in New York, which is interesting. I'm not sure exactly why that is, but my my roommate and I were going to the first game, I think, of the Skyline tournament with Yeshiva against Purchase. And obviously we were rooting for Yeshiva and we kind of knew that they were going to blow out Purchase. You know, it was the first game of the tournament. And so we did a funny bet on the side over under 15 and a half Bob Coleman tweets about <laughs> Yeshiva that night. And I, I took the under because I knew a lot of other games were happening also. And I think I think you were at 14, so I appreciate that. That's a great line. I, as someone that likes to occasionally set, set a cue line for big games, uh, that's a great line, and I respect that. Yeah, for sure. So just touching more on Twitter, I'm sure you've come across, I mean, I know that you've come across this community on Twitter that people like to call from Twitter, which is just people that are religious Jews that tweet a lot. And so just want to hear more about what you've learned from speaking to these people. It's been interesting look at, and I have to Google a lot of words for the yeah. last, especially year, you know, I even had to Google like, you know, Shabbat and, and, and Shabbos and things. And like going way back, I had to like start to dig in and I've had to learn a lot of stuff. So like from Twitter, people are like, you're part of from Twitter. And I had to Google that. I don't know what that means. And I found out what that means. Uh, <laughs> you know, look, what I found is, is that Yeshiva Twitter basketball community is, is passionate. Okay, that's the first thing. Yeah, like passionate, and and they love the max. It, it's intense. They absolutely love the max. Now, sometimes I've had to give them some tough love, love along the way because being new to the national scene, 
there's really a lack there there was a lack of understanding of like how things work yep you know people thinking that the the d3hoops.com top 25 poll it means something in terms of the ncaa tournament it doesn't it's just a media poll doesn't mean anything Uh, the lack of understanding of how the criteria works in terms of your winning percentage sos regionally ranked opponents like how the bracket is selected and seeded that kind of thing yep and there's been a lot of back and forth so it's funny like sometimes i feel like the yeshiva fans are mad at me sometimes i feel like they're happy with me but i just i just say what i want to say i don't worry about that i mean i just say what i want to say so sometimes i have to say uh, look you know the reason that you're not going to get a pool c bid is because your sos is terrible and you have two regionally ranked wins which is no good people get mad at me a little bit but i'm okay with that because i'm just saying what i'm saying for <laughs> so sure it, is, it has been this kind of back and forth but overall i would say it's been extremely like positive and cordial and even in these moments where we're disagreeing on things i think yeshiva fans would would tell you that that I've been very fair and I speak my mind and, uh, and I always do so in a pretty positive manner. For sure. So even though I myself am not a part of this from Twitter community, like I mentioned before, it must've been a little bit, I don't know if the word is surprising or just strange to you to receive an email from, from someone saying that they're coming from a, a Jewish dating platform and inviting you on a podcast so we didn't really dive into that too much and i just want to explain more about what i'm doing and just really explain to you this kind of community that i'm trying to build and still in the process of so basically this podcast is called the mopod right so the mo stands for modern orthodox which i'm not sure if you've come across that term on twitter so much but it's really just a sect of Judaism, which a lot of students that attend yeshiva and attend high schools around the New York, New Jersey community all around the country, but New York, New Jersey is where we're most concentrated. It's called really like the yeshiva league is what people call it. And so there are people who are living in the modern world, but are living by Orthodox Jewish rules and halacha, if you've heard that term and, and that kind of life. And so what I started about a year ago was a dating platform for this exact type of person, because there are a lot of dating platforms either for Jews or for everyone that feature Jews, but there's no cookie cutter Jew necessarily. There's no even cookie cutter modern Orthodox Jew, which is the same for you know any faith probably. But I was looking for something that would really cater to people more like myself. And so it has grown in the past year or so to over... 1100 users and so once we got to that i guess around the 1000 mark i was like what what can i do to kind of publicize more and give more legitimacy to this and i decided that starting a podcast was something i've always been passionate about and i finally had sort of this platform to be able to do so and so we're kind of here just talking about modern orthodoxy judaism as a whole and we do sometimes focus on dating most of the time because that's kind of the the people that i have listening but I wanted to be able to gain someone's perspective who kind of discovered Judaism from just such such an interesting way for basketball. And so it's really awesome to have you here and just learn more about what you've learned and just hear more about that. It's really, it's really kind of interesting, isn't it? It's kind of cool. I grew up south side of Chicago in a very Irish Catholic family and neighborhood, you know, and so like 
my, my dad's mostly German, but my mom's a hundred percent Irish and it's the Irish side of the family that I always connected with because my mom was one of nine kids, you know, big Irish Catholic family. And, uh, and, and so kind of always connected with my Irish heritage more than, than my dad's side and, um, ca- being Catholic, you know, I went to Catholic grade school on the South side of Chicago. And I went to an all boys Catholic high school, brother rice high school in Chicago. So, I mean, I've told people this a lot of times when I grew up, I, I never met a Jewish person. Yeah. And I, I didn't meet a Jewish person until I was in college at Illinois Wesleyan. So like until I was 17 years old, I never met a single, there wasn't, there, there weren't any Jewish people in my neighborhood. Now in Chicago, there's a large Jewish population. Just Chicago is very neighborhood by neighborhood. You know, I could, yeah. I could tell you what street the Polish neighborhood starts and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So um, everything in the last couple of years in kind of learning the yeshiva world. I mean, look, I've, I've learned like 2% of it. Yeah. I got a long way to go in understanding all this stuff, but I have a incredible amount of respect for the, the yeshiva fans, the Jewish faith. Um, There's a whole nother level. I feel like of kind of commitment and spirituality I mean, when you just looking at like Shabbat, and I never know if I'm supposed to call it Shabbat or Shabbos. There's the T, there's the O or the S. <laughs> yeah, I mean, either I, one works. Yeah, I think that I think they both work. But just that in itself, I mean the 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 commitment, you know, sundown Friday, sundown Saturday, and everything that happens in there spiritually. I had no idea. I mean, I I joke around about this. You know, how I found out about Shabbat is. Like two years ago, when my yeshiva friends would disappear on me on Friday nights, and I'd be <laughs> watching like you know a Whitworth game, and I'm like, "Where's my guy Akiva Poppers? Where is he? He's gone." And you know, I, I think like it's the next the next night. He's like, yeah, "Well, it was Shabbat," and so then I had to start googling things and then asking questions, and uh, it has been a pretty incredible journey, Evan, to just look to just trying to understand and to learn something that I know nothing about. It's been really cool. Well, you've gone from not knowing a Jew until you were 17 years old to people calling you the chief rabbi of New York. So <laughs> I think that's a huge jump. That's true. And shout, shouts to my guy, Ari Lamb, and that he'll forever, he'll, he'll forever regret that tweet. And, and I, I will save it. I've got a screenshot of it just in case he ever deletes the tweet. I have the <laughs> screenshot that said, if Illinois Wesley beat Yeshiva on December 30th, then Bob Quillman is the chief rabbi of New York. And, uh, and look, it happened. So that's the way the ball bounces, Ari. Wow. Okay. So you mentioned at the beginning of this podcast that you think D3 hoops is a better brand of basketball than division one and the NBA. Why is that? I was having this conversation with a very good friend of mine last night, uh, who's in town in to, he's into Dallas here up from Illinois for a few days. And we had dinner and we got to talk first about the NBA. And he's like, do you ever go to any Mavericks games in Dallas? And I'm like, yeah, you know, well, every year we might go to one or two because Luke is really good and all that. But for me, for me, I just prefer the style of basketball in Division Three, which the players are not as big or athletic. And therefore, I feel like they have to play basketball better. Like they have to they have to run better offense to get to create spacing and to get good shots. 
So if you look at like Yeshiva's offense, Illinois Wesleyan's offense, um, you pick your offense, Case Western Reserve, whoever. Division three teams have to run great offense. You don't just give it to a guy and clear out and he goes to the basket. You know, you really run great offense. I think the way division three teams pass the ball is better. I think how they shoot the ball is better. You've got some of the most elite shooters in the country, in the basketball universe, or in Division Three, They're not as tall. They're not as athletic. But I'm talking as pure shooters. There's like Jack Davidson at Wabash, Ryan Terrell. Just take those two. These guys shoot the three at like 49%, fit 48%. That's, that's ridiculous. So I think Division Three basketball is what basketball was supposed to be when it was invented. And I totally respect the NBA game. I totally respect the division one game, but for me, I like basketball that's played at the division three level. I think it's more pure and I think it's better. It's very interesting because when I was younger, I remember I was taking basketball lessons in a local gym and the coach said that to learn basketball, you should watch division one. You shouldn't watch the NBA because kind of what you're saying, the athleticism and and there's less fundamentals in the NBA. There's a lot more ISO ball and there's a lot of just jumping high. And so he said to watch division one, but you've taken it a step further and saying that division one's even too flashy. So well, we're... It, it, look, there's a lot of great division one um, basketball. There is there, there apps. There's so many great programs in division one, but sure. I mean, I think division three from a standpoint of X's and O's and in the way that that programs are run and offense defense. I just feel like division three basketball has to play better basketball because they can't just rely on size and athleticism. I also want to say this is look, when you get to the NBA finals or the NBA playoffs and you've got the the two best teams playing, that is some great basketball. I'm not saying it's not like I grew up in Chicago during the Michael Jordan era. I was 12 years old when he got drafted. I was a 12-year-old kid in Chicago. So the Bulls of that era played amazing basketball, X's and O's wise. I mean, Phil Jackson, going back to Doug Collins, they were amazing. So I'm not saying that NBA basketball is terrible. I'm just saying that overall, I I, I believe, yeah, and to your point, I believe Division III is is better basketball than Division I is, than NBA. Um, You know, Division II is an interesting kind of, hybrid middle ground there. I mean, I, I don't follow division two a lot, but um, yeah, I mean, for me, division three is, is better basketball than division one. All right. I guess we'll have to see what our listeners think about that. So <laughs> we're just going to jump into a couple of segments that we do here on the Mopod. First one being Mo tips, just offering some general advice on what do you think people who want to create a brand as you yourself have from something they're very passionate about that might be pretty niche how do you think people should go about that? I, just to be authentic. Um, I think if you if you go about it trying to create a brand, you might end up not being yourself. And so the one thing I've tried to do is I just I say what I believe, and I'm not terribly worried about what people think of that. Now there are occasions where I'll just get so sick of someone on Twitter, that's just being nasty or overly negative where I'll just, I'll just hit block. I've probably only blocked like 
seven people or something, but it's because I just can't deal with it anymore. It's just yep. the, the negativity is zapping everything out of me. But then to answer your question, I think, I think you have to, you have to ask yourself, what am I trying to do with this? And for me, I'm trying to promote division three basketball and trying to promote my alma mater's division three basketball, both of those things. That's what I'm trying to do. Yep. And within that, I'm just going to be myself. And, uh, so I'm going to make sure that my personality comes out through that. And that's what I would recommend people do that their brand should mirror their personality. Otherwise the two don't sync up and that's not a good thing. Great advice. So moving on to our final segment, the Mopod lightning round, I'm just going to fire off some questions. So you got to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. You ready? Okay. Who has the best fans in division three hoops? I got to say Yeshiva. I, I'd love to say Illinois Wesleyan, but yeshiva is a whole nother deal so i gotta say yeshiva what was your favorite place to eat in washington heights a uh, burgers and grill um i i didn't eat at golan so burgers and grill because my friend brad terrell took me there and we had been talking about for two years so for sure okay where is ryan terrell playing next year i would say overseas somewhere let's say israel okay what nba player would you compare ryan to kobe so I would say Kobe to, to me somewhere in the Jordan Kobe camp um, in that over big sized perimeter guy that can play one, two, three and is a great defender and can score facing or can score back to the basket with really quick moves. So I would say the late Kobe Bryant. That's a great camp to be in the Jordan Kobe camp. OK, what is your favorite state in the United States to vacation to? South Carolina. Why not Florida? Um, you know, my, my in-laws are in Florida, so I love traveling to Florida. I need to make sure that I say that. I love traveling to Florida to see my in-laws. South Carolina, uh, my two favorite places, Kiowa Island and Hilton Head. That's why it's South Carolina. Got it. Okay, and who's your favorite person that you've met from, from Twitter? Favorite person I've met from Twitter? I think that's a loaded question. Um, that's an impossible one for me to answer. It, it honestly is because I have names going through my head, like literally like hundreds of people. And there's, wow. there's a group of, Hey, there's, there's a group of like five or six people that have become really good friends of mine on Twitter. And I don't want to pick one because they're all kind of equally important to me, but I would just say they know who they are. Cause I interact with them the most on Twitter. Um, I would include coach Steinmetz in that group. And I would include Gabriel Leifer in that group. And All right. uh, there, there's a handful of others that probably know who they are. Awesome. Thanks so much, Bob Coleman, for coming on the Mopod. Anything else you want our listeners to know before you sign off? No, just in terms of uh, Yeshiva, look, I hope you guys know how special what you have going on is and uh, how great bas basketball is. Thank you for um, kind of bringing this Irish Catholic guy from Chicago into the fold and having some fun. And I, I've had a blast with this. So let's keep it rolling, guys. Thank you. For sure. Make sure to follow at IWUHoopsCom on Twitter. Thanks, Bob, for coming on. Pump the volume.